Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In this episode, we will be discussing disordered eating and some extreme fitness habits. We just wanted to give you all a heads up. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hello and welcome back to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's mental health podcast. I'm Rachel Moss, Metro's lifestyle editor, and today I'm going to be joined by Steph Claire Smith, the co-founder of holistic health and wellness app, Kick. We're going to be talking about the darker sides of the wellness industry and how to recognize when the quest to live well is actually damaging your mental health. But before that, I've been hearing from all of you. As always, our Mentally Yours listeners have been getting in touch to let us know what you've been doing to support your mental health this week. I cannot recommend the Calm app enough. Whether you're disciplined enough to use it every day, which I'm most certainly not, or dip in when you just need to take a moment to wind down and rest, which I do, it's the perfect way to just find some much needed space and to treat yourself to a lovely little moment of calm. So it really lives up to the name. So here's my tip. Um, Find a way to be by yourself for around half an hour a week, Um, whether that's you want to go for a walk or a run or it's just sitting in your garden or having a bath, whatever. Just find time to be by yourself. What I do is then put in my earphones and listen to any music that makes me happy. And I can either sort of zone out or I might use that time to work through things that are bothering me or things that just need a bit of of my sort of full attention. Um, I think for me, the key is not to have any distractions and just with the happy music in the background, it either just simply makes me feel good or gives me a bit of positive energy while I'm going through whatever's in my head. But I mean, I can't stress enough. It's just, it's so good for me anyway, to just have half an hour to myself where it's just me, my thoughts, and I can just sort stuff out. 
So Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure. really excited <laughs> to just pick your brains on this topic because I think the whole thing is fascinating. You personally produce fitness and well-being content that I would describe as being just like non-shamey. You're like very much about like lifting people up, not making us feel shit about ourselves um, and all that good stuff. Why was it so important for you to work in that way? Well, first of all, thank you. It's very nice to hear it. It's reflecting in that way because it's it's certainly um it's a big why of why I do it. I think I've always been really into moving my body. I grew up really sporty, loved team sports. Um, and then when I finished up school and couldn't necessarily do a team sports anymore, I wanted to find new ways to move my body. And so I've always been inspired by the fitness and wellness industry in different ways. However, when I did leave school, it was also around the time that Instagram started to blow up and, you know, influencers and trainers and everything started to have a very, very loud voice. Um, it wasn't kind of just what you saw in the traditional media or like if you went to a fitness expo, it was suddenly at your fingertips. Um, and I started to just be so inspired and would fall down different kind of rabbit holes of trying new things and different things. Um, and I became pretty obsessive with it. Um, but I found one thing was pretty consistent in more and more people that I connected with. And one being my now business partner and best friend, Laura, was that we all related to not really finding the message that that suited us or finding the message that could sustain a, a routine that we would actually want to, you know, live by and made us feel really, really good. Um, everything that we were kind of following, it might produce physical results, but mentally didn't necessarily work for us and, um, you know, wasn't really long term. So I think the why behind my messaging of being a little bit more lifting up and as opposed to like being really strict in telling people how to do it is because I realized that healthy living looks different for everyone. Like it's, it's very, very different. And I think it's really important that obviously along with the help of the experts guiding you, it's really up to everyone to define what healthy means to them. And to me, it wasn't about training every single day you know, training my ass off so that I was challenging myself and getting a new PB every time. And like, I'm not an athlete. And so I don't necessarily need to push my body to that point. Also, when it came to, to food and nutrition on that side of it as well, I grew up really, really lucky. I grew up in a family that was quite balanced. Um, my mom didn't speak about body insecurities or diet trends or anything around me. So I was really fortunate that in my home life, I kind of had a relatively normal, I want to say, um, upbringing when it came to food. However, it was when I started the modeling industry and started growing a following online that I, I heard all the different diet trends that they, that does exist, um, and did fall for them. So I think that was another thing I had to navigate through myself, um, in trying to find a routine with, with diet and food that felt good as well, that gave me the energy so that I could move my body or that I could go by my day, but also made me just feel really good from the inside and, you know, fuel myself for not just energy, but also joy as well. Mm, yeah, so, so important. You've mentioned there the kind of toxic diet trends that still unfortunately do swirl on social media. I kind of I don't want to give too much airtime to the bad stuff, but also I don't, want to, I don't want to ignore it. Are there any like particular areas of the wellness industry at the moment that are really riling you up? Anything that you're seeing online currently that you're just like, this is not serving us. This is not good for our mental health. Look, it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, however, it is still still very prominent and there's still so many mixed messages, which is why at Kick we just try and simplify it a little bit and 
you know, we have all the expertise there to guide you, but really it's up for you to work out what works for you. But I think just any, any kind of messages. And again, I also don't want to specifically say any of them because I don't want anyone to think that they, it's not, it's something that maybe they'll given them an idea to follow something, but um, anything that's like relative, like extremely restrictive that, you know, for no other reason than potentially losing size or gaining size in your body, very, very restricted. Other than that, like, obviously we have to be restrictive um, when it comes to health concerns and stuff like that. If, if, if a dietitian or a doctor is giving you specific restrictions, that's, that's a completely different story. But there's some stuff that it's just these people who don't even have the expertise, but have the following and the influence you're so easily influenced because you just, you think that they know better and they should know better. And so that's, that's what's scary. And that's why everything that we put out there, even if it's on my own channel, which I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a PT, I'm not a dietitian. We are so lucky to have access to them through kick. And so everything that I share when it comes to health and wellness is backed by those experts. And that's the only stuff that I would ever do. So I it do, I do find it scary because I know not everyone kind of has that lens of being that responsible. But I just think, yeah, if you're feeling like you're, for me, it felt like I couldn't live a life that brought me joy because of the restrictions I would put myself through. Or I I felt like I was constantly needing to change more and I would set new goals and I would aspire to some aesthetic goal and then I'd get there and it just wasn't enough. And so I I find that it is, it is a deep rabbit hole. We find a lot of people find themselves in. So if you find that you're following some sort of diet or exercise routine that you've heard, you know, works wonders online from someone and you're not finding any happiness or joy in it it's it's not for you um it's really really important um that we try and find something that is going to make you feel good um mentally and emotionally as well yeah it's um i think a lot of people will resonate with what you've said and the fact that you've personally kind of been there and gone down the rabbit hole of maybe the darker side of the wellness industry at times do you mind sharing a bit more of your experience of that? Like how how bad did it get and what were you feeling at the time? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I suppose you, I'm guessing you'd put a trigger warning on this, but um, I think for me um, when I was at my worst was when I was living overseas in 2014, so I was 20 years old, and at the time I was full-time modelling. So not only had I grown a bit of a sh- social following um, and I you know, felt the pressures that come along with people from all over the world looking at you and having an opinion on you. But I was also within the industry that literally judges you off your appearance. And a lot of the time, that's kind of all that matters. Um, it doesn't matter who you are as a person. It's just if you fit the, what they are looking for in the campaign. And when I moved over to New York, it was particularly bad. So in Australia, really, really fortunate. I had a beautiful relationship with my agency and I had a really beautiful relationship with a lot of my clients where that wasn't so much of the case. But coming over to New York, it was a very different experience, a different different market. And I was obviously starting from scratch, brand new person and going to castings and all that. But I actually didn't go to many because one of the first things I did when I first arrived in New York City was they measured me and from six months earlier, I think I'd put like honestly an inch on. Back then I was 10 kilos lighter than I am today. I was very, very small. 
Um, but I was still going through that kind of growing into my more womanly figure, I'd like to say. Like I was very, very late through puberty. At the point they'd said, look, we won't send you out to any castings. See if you can lose this last inch. Um, once you have, then, you know, we'll be happy to represent you um, as one of our models and send you to these castings. And because I was so excited to be there and I just wanted to make it work, I was like, yep, sure, I can make this work. And then they started to tell me really, really horrible different ways in which girls eat less like a lot of the girls that they look after. And I started to pick up on a lot of these habits that a lot of models in the industry were doing to eat less. And um, unfortunately, I, I fell for a lot of it and became just utterly consumed with like my days because I wasn't working was just how can I make my body smaller? So I was very, very specific of the food that was entering my mouth, restricting myself from foods that I'd always eaten and always loved, you know, starting to make up in my mind that I must have intolerances because, you know, my stomach bloats like just slightly after I eat when really that's literally just because there's food in your stomach. <laughs> that's all it is. It wasn't an intolerance. But I would, I would, you know, put in my mind that it must be because I'd see all these people online and all these other models with like the flattest stomachs that just look like they never bloated. So it was obviously something wrong. Like it, all these things were just going to my mind. And then when it came to exercise, I started to be really specific with what I was doing. And I was trying to just do the movements or exercises that again, I'd fallen for that it, someone had told me this will make you the, the littlest or you don't want to put on too much muscle. You can't do strength training because you'll get bulky. And I genetically put on muscle really easily. So my agent, that was one thing that they said I had to stop doing was strength training. And I loved strength training. Um, so that was a very weird time, a very weird time for me. And I think when I think back to that period of my life, because there was probably a pretty strong year where I was like completely lost. I do, however, remember still having this strength or confidence inside where at the back of it all, some I knew something wasn't quite, quite right with what I was doing. And I knew that like, this wasn't something I was going to enjoy. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ...that I'd want to do for much longer. And I think I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, if you don't want me or you don't accept me for me or you don't think it's going to work, I'll just go back home. Like I was really fortunate. I had a really good base at home. 
um, again, a really good relationship with my agency. So for my career at that point, it made sense for me to come back and it, and everything was fine. And to me, being back at home, being surrounded by friends and family, speaking to people about what was going on and actually being honest about it. I think the hardest part is for the longest time you refuse the idea that there's even an issue and you just think it's all fine. And then it gets to a point where you start to recognize that it's not. And then you have to go through that period of finding the I don't know, bravery inside you to talk, talk about it with people. And from what I'd known of my closest friends and family, they hadn't actually gone through it. And so I just kind of thought they won't understand it. They won't relate. You know, they've always joked about me being this person that could eat so much food and still stay skinny. And little did they know that the issue that I went through was because I was being so restrictive on the particular foods that I was eating. I was overeating all of these foods that I would deem healthy to the point of making myself feel sick. And it was this horrible cycle every day where I I was never diagnosed with it, but definitely brought on patterns of things like bulimia and binge eating. And it was just, yeah, a really shocking time. And it it took me a long time to actually open open up about it to even like my mum, who's like one of my best mates. But the people that I found the most comfort in talking to it was people that I knew that somehow could relate or help. So the first person I opened up to was a PT friend of mine who I knew had trained a few girls who had had eating disorders. And he was really great because he he wasn't super, super close with me where, you know, his heart was just fully in it. And that was, it was kind of this biased opinion. He just really looked at the facts and just helped me kind of stay accountable with find me again. And then from there, I was able to talk about it with more and more people and yeah, just, just find a new routine where I wasn't so obsessive with everything that entered my mouth or the, removing the guilt around food or removing the guilt around missing a workout that took years to overcome. It's not something that you can wake up one day and, you know, all of those bad habits or thoughts have shaken. That took years to work through. However, identifying that there was a problem and talking about it with people was the point where it started to get better. It's um, so amazing that you were able to recognize that things were getting out of hand. What do you do today to still keep yourself in check? Particularly like you work in the fitness industry, I imagine the temptation to overdo it, to push yourself, to get a certain aesthetic on the gram is probably still there. So how do you maintain that balance? I think we are so fortunate with the community that we have built being Kick. They are the most encouraging and supportive group of people that they respond best when we are our rawest, truest self. And I think that is so refreshing. And years ago, all it took was us to start opening up about these things. I mean, opening up about like just normal issues that everyday people go through, making people feel seen because someone that, you know, maybe encourages them or inspires them in some ways, actually doing, going through something that they might be able to relate to. Like as soon as we opened up to them, the connection was so much stronger and greater. And so anytime I need to be, I suppose, pulled back in line or reminded of why we do what we do and be encouraged by the right people. I just spend time with that community or speaking to them or in there and their stories of how, what they've gotten through as well is, is absolutely what feeds my soul. But I think also for me, a really interesting point in my life was going through, uh, being pregnant and having my son Harvey. So he's now two and a bit. That was a point where I really had to just let go because I couldn't necessarily have the routine that I once had when it came to fitness, um, even with food. Like I had to be a lot more flexible and everything like that. And I think 
what I've found through motherhood, letting go of a few of those things has actually brought me a lot of joy as well. Letting go of the control or the routine in some of those things has been incredibly healthy for me in the way that I do things. And also, I just my my biggest why and go, go for my goal for myself is just so that I can continue to move and be well, so that I can live long and be there for him and play with him and have the energy to do all those things for years, years and years, years to come. So it's like given me almost like this new lease of life and a different perspective on it once again. And I think for us, because Laura, my business partner, also went through similar things um, when it came to food and exercise. Our biggest driver is just to ensure that people, you know, we want to change the relationship that people have with wellness and with themselves because for a lot of people, their relationship with wellness isn't isn't a positive one. The industry does do good, you know, there's obviously a lot of crap, but the industry does do good. And so what we try and do is just make sure that we're either helping women avoid ever going down anything that we did or helping them through it, which they're, they're the most rewarding stories when, when we do hear that from our community. Yeah, amazing. Do you have any tips for recognizing when you're working out or pushing your body too hard and you're doing it for someone else rather than for yourself? I think if you get to the end of a workout and constantly, like some some workouts, you know, that saying you'll never regret a workout, I don't actually like anymore because I think sometimes it's definitely a better idea to have a rest day. <laughs> um, or you might have, you know, chosen the wrong kind of workout. You might have done a HIIT workout when really what your body needed was like 15 minutes of stretching. So I don't like that saying. But I think if you are constantly finding yourself not enjoying what you're doing, the movements that you're choosing to do or the routine or you're getting to the end of a workout and you're not getting that rush and that feel-good feeling, you haven't found a movement that suits your body and suits your lifestyle. And that's okay because there's so many out there. I would just say just keep exploring, try new things. Like fitness doesn't have to be defined. Like someone someone once told me, you know, that um, I had to avoid strength training because I would get too bulky. And, you know, there's all these different rules around fitness and what you should do or there's like the new trend that everyone's jumping on. It's totally fine to jump on a new trend and try it and see if you like it. But if you don't like it, don't follow it because if you try and force yourself to follow a movement that you don't actually enjoy, you won't sustain it. Like you, most people always ask the question of like, how do you stay motivated? Best way to stay motivated in routine is to make sure that the exercise that you're doing, you're enjoying and you're doing it for the greater why of just wanting to be healthy and find energy and not for an aesthetic goal because aesthetic goals, they will continuously change. You'll get there. You might have like one second of joy and then you'll find something else to do. And it's just, I don't know of many people that have been able to have that as their sole why and it hasn't turned into something ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything you're saying, you know, it clearly hits home with a lot of people because you've got a huge following over way over a million um, people on Instagram, which is quite crackers. What does, what does that do to your mental health? Like, is there an imposter syndrome element around it? How does it feel just knowing so many people are following you? Yeah. I mean, it's very weird. I think because it's been that way for about 11 years now, I started growing my following yeah, back in 2012. So it's been a very gradual, long period. It didn't happen overnight. So I feel like I don't really remember a time. I obviously remember my childhood, but I, I don't really remember a time where I didn't have eyes on me like that. So I'm kind of used to it in a way. I think as I've gotten older and my life's changed a little bit, you know, the boundaries have changed of, of what I share and what I feel I need to share. However, I, I do, when it comes to imposter syndrome, and it comes to my career success or what we've been able to do with Kick. I don't think I feel it for that. I think I, I think we truly, we truly deserve to be where we are. 
I'm incredibly proud of where we are and what we are doing to impact people's lives. And I'm so proud of that. I don't for a second feel like that is undeserved. However, where sometimes I do feel a little bit out of place is I have always been a creative. I've always been, you know, a bit of a social socialite or just love connecting with people and, and physical things and, um, you know, arts and everything like that. And so that's what I've always loved. However, through navigating running a business, you know, we've got a team of 20 now, which is awesome that it's growing, but there's a whole lot that comes with that. And I think sometimes I feel like there's a little voice inside that puts a lot of judgment and, and, and doubt, self-doubt and everything when it comes to running the business as, as being someone who never imagined they would even work in an office, let alone like have their own team. That is, is still, uh, that kind of funny self-doubt is is um, is still in the back of my head. However, we've got the most beautiful team um, and they're all, you know, so driven by what we are doing and by our community um, and understand it. And it feels like their baby too. So I'm very lucky with that. Um, they don't, it's not definitely not a pressure that they put on me that I, you know, no one said that to me for me to feel that way. It's definitely just like a self-doubt thing, but I think that's the only time I feel it. But outside of that, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable and, and very proud of what we've been able to do. Nice. As you should, as you should. And um, thank you for sharing so much of your story with us. Um, before we let you go, we've got one final question that we ask all of the Mentally Yours guests. And that's what's the most important lesson you've learned about mental health that you'd like to share with our listeners? That there is so many different ways to prioritize your mental health. I think, you know, when people think about mental health or mental health practices, often we just go straight to the likes of meditation or yoga. And it's so much more than that. You know, you should be focusing on your mental health when it comes to the relationships you enter into, the job that you're entering into, yeah, the, the fitness side of things. Like it, it, it really covers everything. And so it's just really important to, to find something that enables you to be in tune with how you're truly feeling about certain things, whether that's journaling, whether that's seeing a therapist, whether that's, you know, making sure that you're constantly checking in with your loved ones and, and venting that way. There are so many different, even podcasts and all of that stuff. There's so many different ways where you can kind of truly tune into how you're actually generally feeling about things and, and put that first, put your mental side of things first, because if you're mental, if you're mentally unwell and like, you know, you, you don't feel right about different things like it's it's a very it's a very tricky space and um yeah it's a really hard thing to navigate alone as well so I would say just just keep exploring and trying new things until you find the thing that allows you to know yourself better than anyone else amazing thank you so much Steph thank you for your time it's mentally 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 yours mentally yours mentally yours, mentally yours. Thank you so much to Steph for being our guest this week on Mentally Yours. If you've been affected by anything you've heard today, please call the Samaritans on 116-123. You can find us on our Facebook group, Mentally Yours, and on X at MentallyYRS. And get involved. Tell us what you've been doing to look after your mental health this week. Message Pineapple Audio Production on Instagram with your voice notes. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to follow and review for more podcast episodes coming your way soon. Mentally Yours is produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.